0: Good morning, everyone. Hello, Calm Parents, and welcome to another episode of Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. And today, I have my dear friend, Beth Swiger, here, who is the founder of Shape Your Family. And Beth's whole focus is about cultivating joy in our family and learning to honor one another again which i know is extremely hard lately especially when we've been stuck under one roof <laughs> and getting on each other's nerves and in each other's space and so welcome beth nice to have you here
1: thank you so much i'm so glad to be here with you
0: so beth start us off by just telling us a little bit more about what you do and how you got into this i love your story <laughs>
1: thanks so um, I am a homeschooling mom of four, and when I was raising my kids, and they, who are still young, they're from age eight to 16, I just wanted to know everything I could about how to do a good job and how to get them to turn out great, and so I dove in as hard as I could into it, and as I studied all the parenting books I could get my hands on, I saw consistent themes showing up and they were truths and so i started being able to compile these things in my heart and then eventually as my kids got older i thought okay i shouldn't keep all of this wisdom to myself (laughs) and (laughs) so we started (laughs) yeah we started shape your family because there is a way that you can shape the atmosphere of your home life so that it brings you more joy it brings you more fun together more success as a family
0: I think it's important to really focus on that. And one of the things I like is the fact that you are saying to be intentional
1: yeah. and
0: it's so hard. We get so caught up in everyday life in running from thing to thing. Even now, when yeah. we are stuck at home, I still talk to people that are so busy. They don't yeah. have all, you know, they've found a way to re bring in all this hecticness and busyness yeah. and we lose the opportunity. And I think we don't even lose it. We never really even think about it a lot is what is the environment in our home and what control do we have? So tell us a little bit more about shape your family, what that means and how to be intentional about this.
1: You are so right. So being intentional, putting that laser focus on a single thing is what brings us the reward. It's what brings you know, athletes their rewards. It's what brings people high up in education. You have to be able to dig in. And so we have to realize that our family is one of those areas where we have to put a laser focus in on it. And so people like you, people like me, we're able to help sharpen the laser so that it's easier for people who this doesn't necessarily come naturally to or they don't wanna read all the parenting books. So. But when it comes to the atmosphere of your home, there is a feeling, there's a a way to make your home have an aroma, sort of, you know, everybody in your family, when you show up, they kind of know what your family is like. And so if you choose to do that on purpose, intentionally, if you choose to make that uh, sharpened And so when we say shape, we decided that you can shape the spiritual life of your family. You can shape the heart connection of your family. You can shape your mindset, your attention. You can shape the power to win in every circumstance, Mm -hmm. and you can shape your enjoyment of each other. And so that's what shape stands for, because these are the things that we chose to be intentional about, and it's brought us really good fruit.
0: Mm, I, I love that so much. And it's funny, when you use the word aroma, I went immediately to like sweaty teenage boy shoes, which <laughs> I think a lot of people think when they think aroma and teens, it's usually not a good aroma. And I think that kind of is, is representative a lot of times of just the feeling and the vibe of yeah. the house. We really feel like our teens drive that. Mm-hmm. a lot of times when we let our teens drive that, which we're doing, we're letting them do it, is it becomes negative. And what you're saying is that as parents, we actually can change the environment. We can change the tone of our house. So 100%. (laughs) Well,
1: I'm living it. I mean, you're living it. So it's absolutely possible to do that. And I have a 13 year old son, I have a 16 year old daughter, but so I'm not going to throw my son under the bus, but I get what you're saying. (laughs) But what do we do if our kids are, you know, stinky, sweaty teenagers, then we give them some kind of like sneaker balls that they can put in their shoes, make them smell better. We do air freshener, you know, we do things intentionally in our home to make it look better. We don't let it look like a pigsty. We don't let children just dictate how our home's going to look like. So it's the same thing on the inside. Mm -hmm. You know, if the the teen years are legitimately a roller coaster, and Mm -hmm. we know that you're a genius when it comes to being able to teach people that, but we can help level out some of the highs and lows. We can on purpose help our kids have a better experience by not joining in Mm -hmm. to the drama. I mean, like we can, you know, I was thinking about it that, when our kids are little tiny babies and they're sitting there screaming, they're, you know, maybe throwing themselves on the floor and having a fit we don't normally throw ourselves on the floor right next to them. I felt like
0: it, but you're right. We don't typically do that. for sure.
1: (laughs) And if you have an infant and they're crying, 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 we don't just start scream crying too. We go, Oh, Hey, what's the solution here? What can I do? And so I feel like it's the same with our teenagers. Mm -hmm. That doesn't Mm -hmm. change as they get older. So, you know, if they are having an emotional moment or if they only see things one way, It doesn't mean that we have to see it that way too. So we can, on purpose, change the atmosphere. If, so here's a story, you know, if my kids are having a bad day, then I don't join them in going, oh yeah, everything's terrible, I'm having a bad day too. And so what I will do is, you know, I'll try to cajole them into a good mood. I'll say, you know, hey, I love you so much. First, I'll just try a little bit of gentle, you know, love and, you know, like, Hey, you know, you're doing a really good job at your stuff today. I'm just really proud of you. And if that's not enough, then i put on some loud music and I'll start dancing next to them, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. like we'll have a dance party in the kitchen. And eventually, you know, there are ways to be able to pull your teen out of it because they want to be in a good mood. And so, you know, it's easy to change the atmosphere on purpose if you don't come under the same funk that they're under. And last night, my daughter and I, we just had a late night chat. I just, you know, she was up late at midnight. And so we just climbed into bed and chatted together mm. for a couple of hours. So there are ways to connect with your kid and be able to have these moments where you make their teen years more easy. You make it yeah. better. You make it smoother for them.
0: I think, you know, it's important to realize, to recognize that they're feeling bad and that's okay. And then when you're, you know, putting on the music and you're doing this, you're teaching them skills on how to regulate their emotions. I think it's really important. One thing I'm always sharing is that emotion regulation is something we learn Mm -hmm. how to do. We just don't automatically know how to do it. You know, it's the same as being able to problem solve. It's, these are all skills that require learning and practice. And so I love when you're saying, you know, start showing your kids and teaching your kids how to regulate your emotions, how to feel better. Because when we get in the same negative mood, we're teaching them to stay stuck in the same negative mood and, you know, spread the negative mood. So we have the choice on how we're going to respond to them. And yeah. Yeah. So what if we are also in a crappy mood, which, (laughs) you know, a lot of times we are, we're just tired. We can't deal with it. And then they just, they go and go and go. And even no matter what we try to do, they're not responding. And we just, at some point we're just like, enough. I'm just,
1: I give up. Yeah. And, And
0: what do we, how do, what do we do when we get to that point?
1: first of all, you try chocolate. (laughs) You sit together and you share some chocolate together and go, yeah, sometimes it's really tough. And I really understand that. I also will be very vulnerable and open. You know, I'll tell them, you know, Hey, I understand I'm having a rough day too. I feel it. It's yucky, you know? And then, you know, sometimes I just have to put myself in timeout. If it gets too bad, you know, I'll absolutely just take a little break and go, Hey, I need a few minutes and then we'll come back and talk together. So you're right. Being able to regulate our own emotions and be able to show them that the other thing is that we're teaching them how to be intelligent emotionally. And that's what you're, you're showing is that I can put words to this feeling that I'm having Mm -hmm. so that I can teach my kid. Okay. When I feel like this, I feel all angsty. Okay. This is what I'm feeling because I'm stressed about a school test or, you know, I'm feeling you know, emotional because of hormones or, you know, different things. So if my kids can put words to it, then we can help them through it more easily. If the moms are joining in too, I have to make myself choose to have better thoughts. A lot of times we just go into this dark spiral and, you know, we can't help our kids because we're letting ourselves get out of control. So having the self-control to pull ourselves out of it's important.
0: Yeah. And I I think it's important to realize too, that it's okay for us to not feel good all the time. Like yes. I'm not, I don't think either one of us is saying, oh, you've got to be upbeat and cheery all the time and mm-hmm. keep the mood light. No, that's not what we're saying at all. Mm-hmm. It's being able to recognize even when you're feeling crappy, yeah. but to recognize it and show your kids and be transparent about it and be like, you know what, I had a really bad day today and I'm feeling I'm, I'm spent. And so what are some ideas and work through with your kids? Like what are some ideas to, that I can do to make myself feel better? Right. And so you're, you're modeling to them that it's okay to feel bad, Mm -hmm. but there's things you can do to make yourself feel better instead of like what you were saying, spiraling Mm -hmm. in this dark place and pulling every single person in your family down with you.
1: Yeah. How to do it that's the privilege that we get is to teach our kids how to walk into adulthood. And so we get to show them these different lifelines, you know, that one day they're going to be working a job and have a bad day. So what can we do to show them when you have a bad day, here are some things that you can do.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think that's so, so important. And just knowing again, it's okay to feel bad, Yes, you know, but In order to get through it, you have to first recognize it. You have to first put it out there. And if you're trying to cover it up, it just grows bigger and bigger and you don't resolve it, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. And it is okay to feel bad. But I love the fact that there's hope for good days too. And -hmm. that's what I want to make sure that we're all grabbing and stuff is that it's not just normal to have a miserable life. Mm -hmm. So... A bad day is different than you know this constant spiral of misery, and there are ways to pull out of that. There is hope that you can have a good life together with your teen.
0: What do you say to the parents whose teenagers are locked in their room, won't come down, won't have anything to do with them? are, you know, every reply is snarky. And I know Mm -hmm. that there's more than one parent who's experiencing this. Yeah. How in the world do you convey to them, you can create joy when you've just got this, someone in your house that just seems to be resisting everything you try to do to bring joy
1: into your house? Yeah. So first of all, my heart goes out to you. I really understand that. And you can find a point of connection with your child that you didn't realize was there previously. So I think it's really important to consider them as a person, to see them not just as an extension of yourself, you know, whatever you want for them, your hopes and dreams for them, and that they have to live up to that standard or else. I I think that you can see your child as a person with their own hopes and dreams. And inside of that, they have their own personality. They have their own way of responding to something. They have their own love language. They have their own um, way of needing to be approached and talked to when they're having a good day, when they're having a bad day. And so to know those things and to have a, a standard of love in your home that you go, I'm always going to pursue you. I always love you. I am not mad at you that you're having a bad day. I don't hate you because you acted bad to me, you know, today or the last six months. I'm not mad at you at all. I want you to be part of this family. You are part of this family. You're important in this family. And so I feel like as a parent, I want to encourage you to to think about that, to think about how your family, is a unit and to be able to go every single person in our family is important. And just because my child feels like ejecting and hanging out with their friends more than their family doesn't mean that I'm going to let them go and, you know, just let them do their own thing. So our children are in our house because they're not ready to be on their own, even though they think they're grown. So you're able to uh, make your home a fun place to be around. If you're constantly arguing, if you're riding them for every single thing they do, if every interaction that they come into your zone is negative, then why would they want to hang out with you, <laughs> you know, percent. if you're able to go. Hey, we're having so much fun. We're having a great dinner time. We wanted to tell you some stories about, you know, when we were younger, you know, whatever. If you're, we want to play a family game, whatever you're going to do, but just to have this, um, your living room, your dining room, this is where we gather together. This is where we have fun together. If that's the feeling and you're inviting, hey, we'd really like it if you join us and all of this, this constant invitation, whether or not you're rebuffed that's not your part. Your Mm. part is to keep extending love to your child and make it a place where they want to be around.
0: I think that's so critically important is if your teen does not want to be around you, it's time to take a good hard look at why they don't want to be around you. And it's, and, and one thing I always want to share with parents is, You know, I've yet to meet a teen in over almost two decades of working with teenagers that doesn't want a better relationship with their parents. That's right. They just don't know how and they don't always feel like it's possible. Yeah. And so keep this in mind. I think it's a mindset shift. It's a, you know, if I'm if my teen's not connecting with me, it's not their fault. I need to look at how do I make myself more connectable to them, right? And it may require doing things that you don't necessarily want to do, like playing Minecraft or Among (laughs) Us, you know? It's doing things where they are going, okay, they're interested enough in me to take time out to learn about me. I can't tell you how many kids I've talked to that say, All my parents care about is my grades. They don't care about me. Yeah. I hear that all the time. Yeah. And it's not because the parents don't care about them, but we're not aware of the messages we're sending. That's right. And I think it's about being really intentional and thinking, Mm -hmm. what am I saying to my kids
1: over and over and over again? Because they believe what you say. Yes, and communicating that approachability in the way that you interact with them, even your your body language, or even um, just letting them feel like it's okay so in our family it's not mother and father who are over there and the kids can't come near they're seen and not heard you know in our family they've got a mom and a dad they can come to us they can talk to us and they're allowed to be themselves and make jokes and there's still honor and you know we're not just buddies you know we're definitely parents but we are able to have so that my kids know, okay, if mom's going and having alone time, I can still go and say, hey, mom, I love you. I want to talk to you. I want to hang out, you know, so um, it's okay to be approachable in ways mm. that you wouldn't naturally want to. You're tired after a long day at work, but it's still okay to make yourself approachable, to turn on your love and and keep your heart open to your family.
0: Yeah, I think I think that is extremely important to be approachable, even when you're feeling tired. And to say that, like there's days where I just say, I love you. I want to hang out with you right now. I just really need a moment. Yeah. And, you know, when you're not doing it all the time, they learn to respect that. One point you made though, too, that I think is really important to call attention to is that we're not, Saying to be their buddies, we're not saying to go dress like them, start using their slang. If you want your teen to roll their eyes and be completely embarrassed with you, start using their slang. I love doing that just to you know rile them.
1: I do too. But you know,
0: it's not doing that. It's not you know becoming them. It's a appreciating them and wanting to learn about them so not using the slang but asking them about it like what does that mean how do you use that you know and when we were younger we used you know well I'm gonna date myself gag me with a spoon do you remember that one you're probably even too young um so it's like you know it's like all these things that we used to say but to relate to them yes not be them um And not use every moment as a teaching moment. Like I right. love the concept of teaching moments, but oh my gosh, as parents, we go so overboard and yeah. we try to make every moment about teaching moments. <laughs> and then our kids don't want to spend a single moment with us. Yeah. Because they are
1: tired of teaching moments. And my 16-year-old, you know, I've raised her in this kind of environment. And so sometimes she'll go. I don't want to be taught anything right now. I just wanted to hang out with you and go, oh yeah. And I'll turn it off, you know, and then we'll just sit there and watch a Hallmark movie. So, you know, (laughs) I totally get that. that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We've got that in common. Finding stuff that they just, we like to do together is really big. And that's one of the coolest things is when they're teens is there's more that you can do that you both enjoy. Yeah. You know, you're not having to play Candyland and things that you're like, oh my God, I'm going to like pull my hair out. If I have to play this <laughs> game one more time, they actually play games that you like to play. They yeah. actually like to watch shows that you like to watch, right? Yeah. And movies. So there's a lot more you can do to connect yourself with them, but you need to start with what they like. Yeah. And that's will we give them, is teach them about what you like. It can't be the other way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos. We watch comedy on YouTube together. We watch Try Not to Laugh. You know, Mm -hmm. I've joined YouTube generation because of my children. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, TikTok, danger, danger, danger. (laughs) But yeah, and we'll share funny TikToks all the time um, and doing stuff like that. But it is, it's just getting into an understanding and showing interest in their world brings that joy. Yeah. So what other, you know, tips do you have for us as parents that are just going, okay, I want more joy. Oh God, now what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I want to encourage you that Nothing lasts forever. So if your teen is uh, very emotional, you talked about a 13-year-old boy. So this leading into 9 to 12 tweens with all the hormone swings, they're still doing a lot of hormone swinging, 13 to 17 and stuff. So uh, we just have to keep in mind that they're going through a lot. And so I don't take it all personally, like they can say what they want and I still believe that they love me. I choose to believe the best about my family. And sometimes though, that there's months where it's just like constantly on edge. And so there has to be a lot of grace in a family. You Mm -hmm. have to be able to love each other because you know, eventually they're going to be 30. They're going to have their own kid and they're going to think you're the best. They're going to call you constantly and all this kind of stuff. So you
0: want, that's mm-hmm. what you want. You want them to come to you for advice going, I like the way, I love how you yeah. raised me. I want to, you know, yeah. not the. I'm doing everything opposite my parents did because I didn't like it, which you hear that a lot
1: too. Mm-hmm. Right. So if we can hang in there in the rough moments, then all of a sudden it's like a switch gets flipped mm-hmm. and our kids are themselves again. We're like, oh yeah, you're like that cute little six-year-old boy that I love so much. And The other thing I want to encourage you is that your child has their own aptitudes, they have their desires and their abilities, and one of your privileges, if you're willing to look at those things with them, instead of trying to make them into something that you want them to be, if you're willing to dig into what your kid is really good at or what they love then what it will do is give you the ability to be a wise advisor to them as you Mm. grow up, as they grow up. And so, you know, if your child, if you want them to be a lawyer, but they wanna be an artist, then, you know, besides their schooling that you wanna give them, also let them dig into their art and uh, make sure that it's lining up with your family values so that it's good and beautiful and pure and true. It doesn't have to, you know, you don't have to let them do bad things and dark and all those kinds of things, but, you know, let them dig into things that are good so that when they become an artist, when they're older, you still have a place. They're not thinking in the background, oh, my parents hate my art because they wouldn't participate with that when I was Mm -hmm. younger. If your kid's a musician, dig in with them. I know that you've taken your daughter to Broadway because she loves Mm -hmm. music. And so if we can do things like that, then all of a sudden, when they go into their destiny in the future, we still have a place in their future with them.
0: I I love that. And being able to dream their dreams with them is so important. It's so important. And it's, you know, when we struggle to motivate them or get them excited about life, we, it's because we're not dreaming with them a lot of times, mm, you know, and yeah. they feel like we don't, they'll hide their dreams if we, they feel like we're going to judge them or, you know, want to change them. And so being able to dream, I think that's enormously, enormously important. Yeah. So we are going to continue this discussion. I'm super excited tonight for the power hour. So at 7 p.m. Eastern, we're going to get on, Beth's going to join me again, and we're going to get on for a full hour and talk about her shape the family and finding joy. We're going to have people backstage that can ask questions and really, really dig into this a lot more. So please join us. If you don't have already registered, you can go to askdrcam.com slash power hour, and it has all the information to register and i hope to see you guys tonight with beth i can't wait to and here's the fun part beth's actually going to come over here
1: <laughs> she's going
0: to she's going to come over here cuz she lives fairly close so she's going to come over and we're going to join each other here we're going to grab a glass of wine so i'm inviting you to grab a, grab a glass of wine or tea or whatever it is and come join us and have a discussion on yeah. really creating this positive environment
1: i'm looking forward to it Yay.
0: all right see everyone hopefully tonight and that's a wrap thanks for joining me today on parenting teens with dr cam make sure to visit my website www.askdrcam.com where you can subscribe to the show in itunes stitcher or via rss so you'll never miss a show again while you're at it If you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.